Welcome to Lost in the 20s. everyone this is Heidi hello everybody this is Lizzie here thank you guys so much for coming back for another week I know we've I've missed everyone I've missed this it's been a minute it's been a minute I hope everyone's been doing well been you know taking care of your mental health using this time to reflect learn grow and you know things are starting to open up we're going into North Carolina's in phase two I hope everyone's starting to get a little bit out of their house. Still wearing those face masks, though, of course. Yeah. Wear your face mask and use hand sanitizer. (laughs) Got to protect yourself from Rona. She's out there, man. She was swimming in the oceans probably with everyone. Memorial Day weekend. I was was scared the whole time. Yeah. Honestly, it's kind of scary going back out in public. We've been both to the beach twice so far. Memorial Day weekend and then this past weekend. And honestly, it's scared to just be around people without a mask on and just get close to them, closer than six feet distance. But I am starting to see people are getting trendy masks, starting to fit their style. Like, I'm like, okay, okay, (laughs) all right. I got to step it up because I just have like a hospital, like a blue one from like, it ain't cute. Yeah, iHeart Raves has some dope ones. I'm like, yes, I need these. I need this look. Gotta look in that rave scene, you know? (laughs) Starting to get back out there, see people gotta look good. (laughs) Yeah, so what are we talking about today, Heidi? What are we touching on? What is the combo? I saw this post on Instagram, and it reflected on 2020. It basically said, what if 2020 wasn't the bad year? I'm sure everyone had saw this post, by the way. But it said, what if 2020 is not this terrible awful year but a a year that brings light to all the issues or all the problems that exist in this world a year where we reflect and where we grow and honestly we change the world for the better so that made me think and I told and like we were both talking about this you know evolving through the chaos that is what I want to talk about today because that honestly is what 2020 is about Yeah, so kind of kicking off by giving a timeline of 2020 and what happened during this already six months, seven months now. Six. Six, and it's only six months into a 12-month year. Y'all, that's kind of wild. So we first started out with the wildfires wildfires in Australia, and that was just a shocking moment because, of course, everyone's wanting to make sure that the environment is intact um, all the animals that passed from it was really devastating. It was just something that rocked the world and was rocking the world on social media as well. And everybody was wanting to make sure that they funded the koalas. And it was just devastating to see it, just to see the videos and people were saving the koala bears. It was just so like crazy that was happening. I think the craziest part about the whole wildfires And I was in South Africa, so I wasn't super on social media at this time. But, you know, it brought a lot of light to climate change. And it was really interesting because 
I mean, climate change has been an issue for some time now. Just Some people don't believe in it. Exactly. Exactly. There's a lot of skeptics. People are just like, whatever, whatever. It's not a big deal. But I think that Australia is a westernized country that is very developed and has a lot of money. So when people see that it happens there, it brought a lot of awareness to and reality to the situation. People actually started acknowledging that climate change is real. Actually, quoting Kim Kardashian, climate change is real. Broken heart emoji. But honestly, I'm someone who's like a skeptic and I need to see kind of proof in between the lines. And this just, I mean, obviously there was other incidences that, you know, validated that climate change was real to me. But this also just for 2020, I was like, wow, I cannot believe that our world is going through this devastation right now. And I know it's not the U.S., but it's still really important that everyone in this whole planet cares yeah and the the sad thing about it is climate change affects developing countries a lot more than it does developed countries like the u.s we have the infrastructure to kind of adapt and rebuild if things are flooded if you know if farmers are facing a severe drought america we have the resources to adapt and so that's why a lot of times it's overlooked in comparison to developing countries where they can't really adapt but there isn't as much media attention there but with it being australia it was all over the media everyone cared about it but foundations were started donations were made everyone was like trying to help but it made everyone a lot more aware that they had to start worrying about the environment they had to start worrying Mm -hmm. about climate change because we only have one planet you know and we need to be more aware of our carbon footprint and that was just the start of 2020 yes so we start out with the wildfires, 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 people. And then we move on to the most devastating death. And it is Kobe Bryant in the shocking incident with his daughter as well dying in a helicopter accident. How devastating was that? And it really does reflect on someone who was such a legend passing away and the impact he made on this earth. And then also his daughter who had so much potential to be a WNBA player making change in that industry in the sports industry it's just and also for a woman she was going to be such a power force for us um, later on in her years or later years so just so crazy and sad and it also makes you reflect and think every day on this planet really 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 matters and what to do to make sure that you are making that impact yeah, I think the like the craziest part about it is it was such a freak accident, like a helicopter crash. What are the odds that that will happen? Especially because he does it. He typically does that route very often. And it's actually known that in L.A., I guess, they take helicopter rides because it's just easier with the traffic. Yeah, and, like, she was so young. She had so much potential. And he literally impacted so many people's lives. He was such a great human being. Seeing the speeches that Vanessa Bryant made about him was so moving all over social media. I, I just remember I was, once again, I was still in Peace Corps at this time, and I was at a backpackers, and nobody could speak. Nobody had words. Everyone was just, like, on Twitter seeing. I actually, one of the volunteers with me, he literally almost, I'm pretty sure he eventually ended up crying, or if not, was clo- close to tears. I mean, almost everyone was because he 
but especially him, I remember that was his idol. It hurt him that someone so idolized, so big, like Kobe Bryant passed away. It was just so sad. It's kind of like reflecting on where you were when people say, like, where were you when 9-11 happened? And when I found out about Kobe Bryant, I was actually on my way to a workout class. And the whole time during that class, all I was thinking about is, wow, life is so precious. And they didn't deserve that. And no one deserves to, of course, die. But it's just, it's just so crazy to think about how something so tragic can happen but yet Vanessa his wife has really looked at the light during this time and so many people have really supported them and I've really noticed that already two events all these people standing behind this bigger picture this bigger moment and how people can come together so yeah I mean he was such a role model for so many young men and athletes players in the NBA I mean it he and everyone said he was such a kind human being and so it makes you just want to hug your love loved ones a little tighter and then after that of course 2020 keeps it's keeps giving gives us coronavirus and yeah boy was the world shook I mean we all were shook I mean it's just kind of crazy again like thinking where were you when you started realizing this was happening I was actually at work and we always do this events tracker of just what's going on in the world because what affects the economy and stocks going up and down etc and one of them was like coronavirus outbreak in China and right then it just didn't seem like a big deal but then looking fast forwarding now it's just like wow that little piece of knowledge right there and I think that was even before 2020 of course um it was just crazy how this has just turned into something that has rocked everybody's world changed everybody's lifestyles and now we're all in different places working remotely not working at all finding new hobbies yeah I mean I I mean we both were evacuated in a way like you were evacuated from New York City to Raleigh. I was literally evacuated from South Africa. I mean, that whole experience, at least for me, it's just that, I mean, the one thing I take away from Corona is kind of like Kobe Bryant, kind of just with everything else of 2020, you never know what day is going to be your last. I remember that Friday, I was saying goodbye to my school. I was a teacher in South Africa, so I was saying goodbye to my school, and I was like, I'll see you guys in two weeks because we had a training the next week that was a week long and then a, a week off of school in between the terms. And literally that Monday, I ended up having to leave my village. I barely got to say goodbye to my school. I just went in for an hour, said goodbye to everyone, took as many pictures, pictures as I could, and I left. And I thought I literally had another year and a half in South Africa for my service to end so abruptly not knowing what I was coming home to, what America I was coming home to, what the job market was going to be like, what my next moves were. It was terrifying, and it was hard. It really shook me up to the core, and then to come back to have to be quarantined for two weeks. But, you know, like, that's what some people say, to trust the reroute, and I really believe in that, and I think that this experience made a lot of people believe in it and understand that it's okay like plans don't work out the way you want it to when you plan he laughs that's what you know some people say 
and that is completely okay. The universe laughs at you because truthfully, there's already a plan in place for your life and your incredible capabilities. And at the end of the day, you just have to be able to adapt. And I think that's really what COVID has taught us to learn how to adapt in this moment and find the light in the darkness. I truly believe we found the light. I mean, Heidi and I have created this platform um, and we want to relate to people. This is something that we've been passionate about for so long and it's so awesome that we've had a beat like a moment to just do this and like be passionate about something and speak about things that we care about and relate to others like how great has this been this is a light in the darkness for us and I mean I'm getting my yoga certifications is something I never thought I would be able to do for a couple years with just all the time not really having much time on my um like in my schedule with working so much and just traveling and then I'm realizing that I'm going to be working remotely until at least September 8th so I might as well do it now when I have the time. I mean it really is all about finding the silver lining and hardship. I remember when I first came back I was really upset that I was having to be quarantined in my brother's room and I wanted to see my friends but social distancing and lockdown happened and it took me two months to actually see like majority of my friends. I like slowly got to see people, slowly got to leave the house but like going to a grocery store again was depressing. Doing all these things again that I once did before I left was depressing and I had, it was so many moments of darkness because it was like I wish I would have done this in my service. I wasn't finished. My heart is still there. What am I doing now? What am I going to do next? But at the end of the day, it is like empowering yourself to find that silver lining in times of uncertainty, of in times of sadness, in times of pain. I remember even in Peace Corps, I felt a lot of pain. Mm-hmm. You know, this past year has been a lot of pain for me. And even like Lizzie, we talk about it all the time. There's there's been a lot of hardships and I remember one time when I was in South Africa I was talking to Lizzie and I was like oh my gosh I'm so sad like I'm not a good volunteer I'm not doing a good job I can't teach these kids I don't know how to do it like I just felt so like weak and I just felt like I couldn't do it anymore so vulnerable I just felt so broken and just beaten down and I just remember Lizzie saying like sometimes after college I mean sometimes after college especially the first couple years it's like you're gonna experience these hardships you're going to feel these pains but those are opportunities for growth and learning that's why they call it growing pains you know it's meant life is not meant to be easy and through these hardships through these pains is when you really and these uncomfortable situations is really when you sit down and reflect on yourself and then kind of learn to better yourself and that's why I think evolving through chaos, evolving, adapting is just so important. Yeah. Um, back a year ago when I was going to a therapist in Atlanta, um, and I didn't see a therapist for years, and then she sat me down and she realized that I had a lot of anxiety. And she turned, because I was, I had a lot of anxiety due to controlling aspects of my life. I needed to control things. I needed to control my path, my plan, where I was going, 
what others were doing like I just feel I felt like I needed to be in control of my life but I wasn't at that moment so I had so much anxiety and I was like why why and she went to me she's like have you ever heard of mindfulness and I was like what what is that I was like what are you talking to me about and she sat me down and told me all about mindfulness and kind of giving explanations like for instance with my sister say we were at a concert she said just remember the moment say she acts she just like leaned on my shoulder and I felt that moment of vulnerability between us and our relationship as sisters together enjoying a concert those are the moments that you cherish the most and live in those moments don't allow your anxiety to affect those moments so like during this time of quarantine this time of who knows when it will all go back to everything opening to our lives being more flowing rather than scared of others you know getting near us six feet apart think about those moments that you're cherishing right now and you're going to have and when you'll be able to look back and say I remember these moments these moments were really important to me with really important people who I love or you know just those times where you were alone how you were able to take care of yourself in those um, alone times yeah being alone is something that I really had to learn in Peace Corps and a lot of us have had to learn and accept during quarantine and I think being alone is scary I mean having to listen to your own thoughts all day not really having much human interaction being alone truly alone I mean what happened next though Heidi after so we're still in COVID um, quarantine we're still all in different phases since we're all in different states and our governors have different processes of course but then during this past week there's been a lot of shakeup in this world and I think that it's great that Heidi you want to touch on it yes so I we all have seen the media and we've all read what has happened. I mean, starting all the way back with Ahmad Arbery, Brianna Taylor, and George Floyd. It is really hard to see and to read and watch the videos of these tragic deaths that have happened in America and the United States. I mean, even as hard as it was to read about the deaths during coronavirus, I mean, this is evil, these deaths. I mean, they're results of social injustices that continue to exist in America. White supremacy beliefs and police brutality, institutionalized racism. I mean, it's just the touch of the iceberg, the tip of the iceberg. Um, But through all of this, you know, this is sad. This whole experience has just been a sad one. People have lost on so many different ways, whether it was through coronavirus or like economically losing their jobs, being impacted, having family members who become sick or they're sick or losing family members due to coronavirus. And then the community are feeling so impacted and moved. I mean, we are all feeling moved for those murders. I mean, it's wrong. It's an injustice in this world and it's sad. And then with the riots and everything, I mean, everything going on, I mean, it's scary and it's, once again, it's just the only word I can think about it is sad. But what we're here today, we're talking about evolving through the chaos. 
finding the silver linings, working to be a better human. People finally are coming together and wanting to change. The amount of white allies, I mean, and people are having conversations about this, I think it's great. I think people are wanting to educate themselves. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely think that the education of people that are just wanting to learn more from it, I think the open conversation, I think that that is the first step to just having that conversation about it because it's never going to be easy. I mean, this has been rooted in our constitution, people. This is something that they are fighting against. I mean, okay, so I actually listened to 1619, the podcast made by The Daily, and it's really good. You should listen to it. It's a series. It was created in 2019. And they talk about um, slavery coming to America and the experience of it. And something that I really want to talk about is Lincoln. Um, I think I told you this story, but during the Civil War, they were going back and forth about... Um, know ending the war yada 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 and Lincoln brought five um, African-American men over men to the White House and he had them in and he said we will end this war because we want this to end and we don't want this war and we want peace but this man over here his name is John Mitchell I believe and he is an immigrant with an E meaning you can exit this country after the war ends so not only were they not welcome here they were willing to exit them and let them go to somewhere else i mean that's just that just shows how much it was rooted in our culture from the get-go i mean it's yeah it's embedded in our history it's our country was built on the foundations of stolen land and then like slaves you know building the working the farms it's it's just sad and it's it's an evil, you know? And I mean, and it's just not America. There are so many other wrong things that have happened in history that we can go on and on about, but right now we're just focusing on this. Yeah, and I think now with everything, with the bringing the lights of the social injustice, with George Floyd and the movement and the protests, I think it's great because now it's starting this conversation. People are wanting to actually see change. People are trying to make it happen, voting for people who will put in place good policies to make a more equitable society and to make it just a better world for future generations. But when it comes to that, sustainable change just doesn't happen overnight. And It's baby steps. It's all about the baby baby steps. It's all about becoming white allies, acknowledging that racism is an issue, but then, it's been baby steps since 2014. Oh, yeah, 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 with in Ferguson. Yes. And it was Michael Brown. Yes. And, you know, even seeing, seeing the evolution of the Black Lives Matter movement, I mean, it's sad to say that I'm just now, I just feel like this past maybe two years of my life, I've become more educated on racism and the problems of it and things like that. Because, let's be honest, our curriculum of our history curriculum in high school did not really teach us what privilege actually meant um no and like the no. racial issues today like I feel like I just felt like it wasn't an open conversation I don't know I just don't we also were not mature enough I don't I think too like I've evolved over the years to 
better listen and to educate myself away from what others speak about and then I also feel like I've used my voice more openly I think I've been always scared to voice my opinions about controversial issues just because I remember in high school we would have um we we would have these like debates and I was like so I would get into them and then like someone would shut me down and then I would just at a protest or hearing you know speeches and things like that po- over podcasts things like that but it's also in the private sphere like in the home or within friend groups I know I have I mean, this is new for a lot of, I feel like, people I went to school with and everything like that. We're now starting to talk in our group chats. How can we educate ourselves more? Mm -hmm. What books should we read? Which I highly recommend, White Fragility. I just started reading it. It's really good, and it explains why it used to be so awkward for white people to have this conversation. Yeah. I think anybody gets defensive on the other end when they are not understanding the other side, like people immediately get defensive think about all the things that you get defensive about little things like it makes sense why people are defensive but once they sit back and educate themselves allow it to let go and just like understand I think that's like the biggest thing like just understand the other side just allow them to and ask questions I think that's completely okay to ask questions but be of course appropriate about it and politically correct like but more just mindful yeah yeah exactly I think so my word for the year I remember I I wrote it down in my journal but my word for the year was compassion and I listened to this podcast recently and it and apparently the Latin root of the word literally means suffer with Hmm. suffer with and I learned that in this podcast called everything happens really good podcast definitely recommend it and and it basically just reminded me of the situation because you want to show compassion to your honestly for me I feel so much compassion towards everyone right now whether it's whether it's with coronavirus being negative negatively impacted through that like I know a lot of jobs a lot of people lost their jobs that I know and not only that it's the black indigenous people of color like community like I am I mean, I will never understand, but I'm here to, I, I stand, like I'm here to educate myself. I'm here to start, have a conversation. And that's, I think all we're doing today is just to encourage people to keep having these conversations. Be open to it. Understand, listen. I think there's great stories to listen to, to, you know, consider listening to at least. Just try to open your mind up to it because at the end of the day, you are one of millions of people who are trying to make a change and at the end of the day again this is bigger than just you this is bigger than the individual yes it's and honestly I think really like you said listening to people listening to their testimonies or their stories when they're wanting to tell it not nece- don't necessarily go out and ask yeah, everyone. Don't go out of the way and be like, yo, what's your story? Let me slide into your DM and hear your testimony. <laughs> Let no. me know. No, no, no. no They're no. exhausted. Give yeah. them a break. Yeah, like, do the work, you know. But I just remember in Peace Corps when we would have these debates about social injustice, you know, being in a post-apartheid society where the white minority oppressed the black communities in South Africa, we talked about race. We talked about racial injustice and I thought I was kind of educated in college about it, but 
South Africa Peace Corps really opened up my eyes and listening, actually listening to other people's perspectives of their life in America, people that were people of color and just really putting out my own biases or myself from the equation, just listening and trying to empathize and trying to understand, but like acknowledging that their words have values and they've have struggled in a different way than myself because I have this privileged outlook or experience in America. I mean, not saying my life wasn't hard. We both had, we both had hard lives, you know? We've both had to work for everything we've had, but at the same time, that it's different. It's not about, it's not like privilege of rich. It's not that. It's like the networking. There's so much more to it than just like money. Yeah. And like, yeah, we like struggled with friends and like, I don't know, stupid things like that, but. Just being accepted in society, period, period. But I didn't, I mean, a privilege right now even is having to educate yourself on race when people had to live that their whole yeah. lives being like living in microaggressions living with in an oppressed society where the system isn't set up for them you know mm-hmm. and I think and it's great now like this is the silver linings of this whole terrible injustice of these murders and but these protests I mean even going I so I went to one in Raleigh I actually just went to help pass out waters and like help the protesters and I think it's really interesting. I definitely recommend going to an event, a community event within your area because I learned a lot from the speakers there of what is happening actually just in Raleigh, what the black communities need in Raleigh with the gentrification. You know, their black or their communities of Southeast Raleigh are basically being <laughs> developed into like white neighborhoods or white re- owned restaurants. Yeah, gentrification. Yeah, they're being gentrified and that was a big concern for them you know um mm-hmm. relationships with the police wasn't great they were like over they were like there's actually statistically more police stations in lower income communities i didn't know that mm-hmm. and they were asking for just less of them because it's just like overwhelming and it's just obviously causes a lot of friction in their communities and and just like they wanted basically for the mayor to act up and create these policies and it was really eye-opening to hear the stories that aren't on the media of police brutality and things like that and that happened in my own community so if you guys have the chance I definitely recommend going and being involved in that way and volunteering your time but and I once again I listened I got mm-hmm. to knowledge and ways like hold yourself accountable I think mm-hmm. being accountable as a white person is very important these yeah. days anything that I've experienced in my life that I can obviously remember I want to make sure that I take accountability for the way that I thought in those moments like making sure that I could see the whole picture and not just my own side because again it's not about the individual it's about the whole picture it's about a societal issue mm-hmm. and kind of just understanding this whole episode just going on a rampage through all of those different um events that happened in 2020 it's kind of crazy it's we yeah. are only in June y'all we got a lot more months left in this year please please be kind yo and it's gemini season let's go no (laughs) that's too many people to handle (laughs) double (laughs) but it's my birthday though but anyways (laughs) ending this on what i my last note and then we'll end it with a little quote but everyone just 
especially white allies and everyone keep having these conversations people of color especially black and indigenous people of color thank you for sharing your stories we see you we hear you we value you you matter you are important and you are so loved by everyone everyone loves you my people of color volunteers i love you guys i hear you on social media and i'm supporting you 1000 lizzie and i are supporting you we support everyone we love everyone and i do want to encourage everyone to keep reading keep sharing things i learn on instagram every day if you like podcasts listen to podcasts if you like the books read in the books about it read the books netflix do what you need to do yeah if you want to watch netflix like do what you need to do to educate yourself there's no right way to educate yourself it's this whole thing is not black and white it's very gray so just know that there is just no right way you can educate yourselves in all forms and just keep going forward so this is the quote If you are outgrowing who you've been, you are right on schedule. Keep evolving. That's written by Lala Delia. She is the author of Vibrate Vibrate Higher Daily. It's a book that I have, and it's amazing. You should get it. She's actually a black author, which is great. So definitely read the book. It's all about mindfulness. And Mm -hmm. obviously just keep evolving, guys. One step at a time. Keep doing the work. Keep seeing the light in the darkness. Know that every little step matters. Little baby yes, step. And find the silver lining and empower yourself. Empower your friends. Let's create this community. Let's create a better world. Yeah. Love like, you guys. I like that positivity. Hi. Woo. Woo, 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 woo.